1: from various places. My name is Frank Bargantz, United States of America, and I'm here joined with Kara, Jenny, and our special guest, Chris Fleming. Welcome to the
2: show. Hi, thank you. I like that song. Where'd you guys get that song? Uh, Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cool, I was getting into it.
1: (laughs) We we only play the spooky stuff. I curate the entire uh, intro music myself, and um I don't think I've repeated a song yet. Oh, so, really? Yeah, really good stuff. Well, we're really excited to have you. Uh, did you want to take a moment to sort of introduce yourself and let the listeners know what your projects are?
2: Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. My name is Chris Fleming, I'm paranormal investigator, medium. And uh, I feel like I'm in a game show. <laughs> <laughs> i'm from chicago and i'm just glad to be here (laughs) thanks pat (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i haven't eaten dinner yet and uh (laughs) um no you know when you say projects it's like you know there's so many different things that i do but uh the one thing is i'm in between a break a two-week break in ireland we're filming uh second season of haunted scotland
3: Yay. Um,
2: which airs on discovery plus uh, but we're in ireland this time uh shooting the episodes and it hasn't been officially released to the public Whoa. but uh, i'm telling you right now that's what i'm doing <laughs> so, <laughs> you heard breaking it here first.
1: news We want to welcome on uh Paige senpai chris she's a good listener she was one of our guests uh last time we had a live show and she says she hopes we're all having a good night Paige, we hope that you're having a great night
2: absolutely that's what it's all about having fun all right Kara,
1: do you want to take us in
3: um yeah no i chris fleming of haunted scotland you're here tonight thank you um i had the honor of meeting chris at old joliet prison on a paranormal investigation and he's not only amazing to go on an investigation with it's you know definitely unique spin and so much fun but really to hang out with otherwise um and i'm just so appreciative you're here and i love it i Thank you. funny story i didn't even ask him myself i made my friend nikki asked him while i hid behind oh, wow. big rob <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> but he say, said yes so that i jumped out from oh, sure. behind rob
2: <laughs> sure no they do a, you guys do a great job at joliet prison uh i've been there what five six times now i guess mm-hmm. And it's an amazing place. I mean, it's great that for me, it's only an hour away. You know, I don't have to jump on a plane and travel like to Pennsylvania or Colorado or wherever I go. Um, it's, oh, 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 my God. You guys got to see this. Oh, uh-huh. you just looked up at me like, hey, because uh, I've been working all day. And yes, I worked till three in the morning, uh-huh. until three o'clock this morning. So I've just been not paying attention mm-hmm. to them. But uh, sorry, I get sidetracked by my pets. But um, no, Joliet Prison is just amazing. It's just so great that it's only like an hour away. And you have such a haunted place, and of course, you know yourself and the entire staff there is just phenomenal, so friendly, which makes it that much more enjoyable. Because you'd be at other places where you know people aren't so much. It's just they they go through the, the ropes very quickly, and it's like they get you out of there. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know, for me, you've seen what I do. Is just even though I've been doing this my whole life, I still get excited. When we get some of those responses from the spirits, I'm like, yes, you know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) you know, People like, why do you get excited? Because it's so cool when they connect. I mean, you realize we're talking with the dead. We're talking with spirits that are in this slightly different dimension than us. And here they are communicating with us. So it's like this is groundbreaking. I mean, this is something should be all over the news. It's like the whole world and science community should adopt this and understand this, but they don't. So what we're doing is like landing on the moon, you know, every time. I mean, that's the way I look at it. That's just, it's just fun, especially when the spirits have a sense of humor and, uh, you know, they respond in such a dramatic fashion. It's just, it's just mind blowing.
3: Well, I think that's, that's what makes it so fun, you know, with you that you do think it's fun. It's not a, you know, and it is just like on the show, you're not scared of anything. You're just so thrilled to be interacting and it's so much fun instead of it being dramatic or scary or you know anything like that it really is so cool that we get to do this right and that's how it is is with you
2: yeah well the thing is is people gotta understand you know when you have a threshold you know how far is your limitation you know what is your limitation or how far can you go i mean some people get completely scared and they go okay i gotta leave you know i can't accept so much but for myself, I've been through so much in my life. I'm not just saying that. I mean, I have, you know, I mean, going from a childhood to where this demonic entity appears beside the bed of my dad and I, because I kept sleeping in his room because stuff was happening, the whole room lights up in these flames, and my dad goes flying across the bed onto the floor, and I land on the, on top of him, and he grabs me and throws me down and gets on top of me, like commando style, to protect me, and then turns on the light, and this thing's gone, and then he calls the police, the old rotary phones, you know, shh, sh- 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 yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's almost like a comedy now. I mean, you just had this creature that was on the side of the bed and my dad goes and grabs the phone and starts dialing, <laughs> you know, which is taking forever. And then he hangs up, you know, and then he it's like, you know, because like three, four in the morning and I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I don't know. And my dad just does not know what to do because it's in a situation that I think any parent would not know what to do. Yeah, you know, it's gone. You know? Is it going to come back? You don't know what the hell it was. You don't know why it was. You know, those types of things. So you have those experiences and then you have more. And then when you get older, you'll deal with cases with these types of entities. And then, of course, these entities, depending upon how deep you get into dark cases, end up attacking you. You know, I've I had uh, this would have been 2000. It was January 2011. Uh, I remember I had a case that earlier that day there was a family in Detroit. I did a conference call with them. I couldn't drive up there. But they had her sister who had some psychological problems, but also was getting attacked by an entity and they had stuff in the house. So after going through everything, doing prayers and stuff, I believe that we had cleansed the house. And then it was about a week, a week and a half before I had done another demonic case where a woman had been taken at six in the morning to uh, Lexian Brothers Hospital. And she was held down by five police officers because she was possessed and they had actually handcuffed her to the gurney you know bringing it into the hospital i was called i remember my girlfriend she's oh my god your phone's ringing in your office and it was ringing and ringing and ringing and i stopped ringing i'm like what the hell who the hell's calling me you know and it was uh like six in the morning and i go down there and i go who, who, what you know and it's a friend of mine he's like hey listen you know so and so his girlfriend got possessed she's in the hospital right now i said what do you want me to do at six in the morning he's like can you go there and i'm like oh i said yeah okay and i call the family tell them to get permission for me to go into the emergency to see them just so they know and i'm just not some stranger so you go there you know i dealt with the case and walked in and explained to her and saw what was attached to her and worked with the psychologist and the doctor and, and did all that and then i brought a friend of mine as priest about a week later we did a cleansing, got rid of it so that we then fast forward this other case that night this black mass appears in the bedroom and all of a sudden i'm held down on the bed and my girlfriend jumps off the bed sees me being held down way the lights on in the room and uh you could see that something was on top of me because i could barely breathe and my body was into the bed and come on honey stop and then uh i said consciously i said i want to see what you look like because you didn't see anything it's outside of my visual spectrum and all of a sudden i see this creature i've never seen anything like this before um It's not anything i've ever seen anybody describe so i don't know what specific demonic entity it is but this thing was snake-like serpent-like had uh, quills on the back of its head it was crouched down holding me down with one arm and it was very black oily skin its face was of a gigantic snake and it would have been the side of like a cow's head and it had bright uh yellow type uh, slightly light green but yellow eyes so it had a snake head that was all oily, and but it had these quills coming off it, and it had the shape of a body very similar to the alien creature in the movie Aliens, but yet it was it was serpent like, and this thing was crouched down to where looking at it and trying to quickly diagnose, you know, how big this thing was. If it would have stood upright, it would have been easily eight feet, maybe nine feet tall. But because it was crouched down in this position, it was holding me down, but with one arm. So it has extreme strength. And it was hissing at me and saying, we hate you, we hate you, we hate you. Now, the interesting thing, at no time did I display any fear or was I fearful. I was actually in amazement seeing this thing. And I'm looking at this thing. Oh, my God, look at this. I never see anything like this. And then all of a sudden, these the, the ceiling opens up and these lights come down and the, these angelic type energy forms just completely removed it. And I see black masses coming out and start attacking it. And i said to myself you know out loud i said you do this for me and he says no we do this for everybody what these angels were saying this was something that goes on outside our visual spectrum that goes in this in right in between our spiritual realm now if you understand you talk about quantum physics people say oh god he throws quantum physics well yeah how else am i gonna explain this when you understand that our reality is all made up by energy part you know particles and stuff that are vibrating at a certain frequency or vibration that holds the wall together Okay, we know particles can go through. They have particles that go through other particles or around other particles when you get into the quantum level. So our whole reality in this world is made up of collective consciousness. And when you have something that is above that level of intelligence, far superior to that and understands the energetic quantum makeup of our planet, and they can go right through walls. And they can change the ceiling or whatever it is and come right through it because they understand our dimension and how to access it. When you talk about portals, whatever it is. So when you've seen stuff like this, okay, and not just one experiences, multiple experiences, you're not afraid because you understand that, can this thing hurt me? Well, it can hurt me if I allow it to. But when you have a faith and understanding that we all come from the creator, we all have a super. Type of energetic power, I guess, because we we come from the creator, which is based on our intent and our belief. So when you hold that belief, like you know what, you can't hurt me because I won't allow you to hurt me, because I come from the creator and my faith, then you can't do that. They can hurt other people that don't feel the same way. So when I'm at a place that's haunted and a negative entity is there and it says something, I'm like, you know, (laughs) I've been held down by a demon. I've had my father who was a professional hockey player, you know, be terrified from something like this. But now because I understand this and I've had my whole life going back to 1974, 75, where I've dealt with these things, that's many decades, you know, your condition not to be afraid of them anymore. So, but someone has a first time experience or a second time experience might be completely terrified when they're not empowered by themselves to understand their own soul and spirit from where it comes from. So when I'm at that level, which is so much more to understand that. You get to a point where you're just not scared. So if you have a spirit that's saying, you know, I want to fucking kill you, you know, which we've had in EVPs, and I'm like, no, you don't. You're just saying that to intimidate. And come on, you know, you really <laughs> wow. can't do that. You can you can influence other people to make a left hand turn, a right hand turn, or act a certain way, which could probably harm me and hurt me. But in the long run, you're not going to do that. Plus, there's angels, and when I say prayer nine out of 10 times, probably going to be protected like anybody else. Stuff that goes on that we don't even notice this. When they say we do this for everybody, most people aren't aware of these magical, miraculous things going on in between the scenes outside the visual spectrum that saves people. And then there's times they don't get saved, which, you know, why we don't understand. So when you understand what goes on behind the scenes and in between the scenes and interdimensionally and outer dimensionally, with various forms of entities, when you have a simple ghost come up to you, you just don't get scared. Long, long answer to you know a situation, but there's just so much to it that it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, it's kids play.
1: We did have a question here, Chris, that if if you'd like to answer it, um, It's from sure. one of our listeners. Uh, question is, can you have fun with a ghost, or is it all stressful and
2: warnings? We say, can you have fun with a ghost? Right. Oh my God, yeah. We had at uh, Joliet Prison, just to say one place, um, we were in the cafeteria area and we were talking to a spirit and I said, you know, what was the music they had back then? And we asked we asked the spirit what kind of music it liked and it said something on the EVP and I didn't quite understand what song that was, but someone else did. So we played the song and oh my God, the spirit was like, thank you, you know, this and that. It was, it was responding to it and it was just like, wow, you know. They have interests and in certain tastes, too, that they remember from their memories. Now, we've had, I, I had just in the UK, it's probably not going to be in the show, but um, I go into one of their dining rooms and I'm sitting to look in the room and I'm picking up that there was a seance from the early 1900s. I said, I think they did a seance. they like, oh, no, they don't do that in Ireland. I'm like, I think they did. I yeah. said, because I'm seeing this squalls. No, they wouldn't have done that then because it was frowned upon. I said, yeah. I'm telling you. If it was going on in the 1900s, of the United States, the spiritualist movement, I'm sure other countries started doing it, whether it was legal or not, doesn't matter. They wanted to do it. Okay. And I'm telling you, this is what went on. All of a sudden we hear this tapping sound and it's coming from one of the tables and it was so distinct. There's no doubt about it. It's not like a heater or anything like that. It's like, that was a tapping. Well, that's what they did in the early 1900s. They had the tapping and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, we got something going on. All of a sudden then the chandelier starts swaying. Right, and I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing! And then um, the light starts flickering, and I'm like, oh my god, there's three different messages. I go, this is a sign, guys. When I was a kid growing up, my mom and I would do the Ouija board. I would ask them to flick the lights, and they would flick the lights. So what they're doing is they're communicating through various different methods right now. By moving the object was not just to you know scare us or anything like that. It's just a communicative tool. So I'm playing my recorder. And then when I play it back, they say, we're just joking with you. Right. <laughs> and it was clear. I like, go, oh my God, everybody heard in the crew's Like, oh, my God. I said, you guys are just joking with us. So they're doing all this stuff just to mess around because they know what I used to do as a kid. And this and that. Now, they're not trying to scare us. They're just joking around. They're having some fun. Which, think about it. I mean, if I was a ghost, there's a lot of people I would go haunt and mess with. Right. <laughs> so. They're just people. Like my dad said later in life, he said, son, there, there's no such thing as ghosts. They're just people. I go, so wait a minute. You saw the things go through the wall. He goes, yeah, but they're just people. Don't say they're ghosts. There's no such thing as ghosts. All right, well, that's confusing, huh. but okay, mm-hmm. you know, they're just people. So people have personalities. Ghosts have personalities. They can be funny. They can be comical, you know, and that's, that's, that's what's great about it.
1: I'll see if that answered his question. I think it did. I think. I think. It, I bet. I, I'm pretty sure. I'll just see if he's got a follow up question. Yeah.
0: No, so you talk.
1: talk. Go ahead.
0: I do really, really like that. That anybody, um, anytime we have somebody on the podcast that's that's interacted with ghosts, there seems to be this common thread of like just respecting them as people and who they were and who they, you know, who they mm-hmm. are now. Right. And I, just, I really like that. It's just something that prior to this podcast, I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about, but I, I love that approach.
1: I'll agree with you there, Jenny. Me too. Yeah.
2: We had this, I you know, look at it as they're, they're people, right? And mm-hmm. one of the ghosts was like saying, they want to kill you. It was a different spirit though. And I'm like, why? What did I do to you? What, what are you angry about? You don't really don't want to kill me. You just want to kill somebody because you died a certain way or something happened to you and you're upset about it so you're projecting the way you're feeling i said let's talk about this and that's the thing that i do is i you know i've been a counselor 16 17 years now you know spiritual counselor when i say spiritual we're not talking really religious we're talking about people understanding themselves within this plane of existence if they're dealing with you know problems with family or whatever but also so they lost a loved one or they have psychic abilities, or they have a haunting going on. That's the type of stuff I deal with, stuff that is outside the norm from regular counselors. And in doing that, I also counsel spirits. So when I go to a place like I did and help My House is Haunted, like I did with psychic kids, which you really didn't get to see the spirit stuff, it was mostly me working with the family and the kids, is I know what it's like as a child to be terrified of these things and having spirits come to me, they're confused, and they're scaring me because they're confused and they're upset They're not trying to scare me, but I'm scared because they're upset, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, don't understand it. But now understanding that, that they've gone through some traumatic event, they're confused, upset, or angry, or they're, they're, they're missing something. How can I help? And that's the thing is like, tell me, okay, why are you really angry? Why are you really upset? And then you break it down and they start sharing, you know, well, I've lost my two daughters, you know, and I need to find them and I'm just angry if someone comes into this house And, you know, it's not them. And it's like, I'm stuck in this tormented hell because I miss them, you know? Okay. Let me see if I can get a hold of them, find them, you know, spiritually and and bring you guys together. You know, we did that on an episode of Help My House Is Haunted. We got an EVP. You know, you guys talk about direct voice phenomena. The one thing that is amazing in the last, I think, four years is I've been getting more direct voice phenomena to places I go. I mean, you know, this care, we had the, uh, the whistling at Joliet prison. We heard the whistling and then there was someone like walking down. We heard the footsteps. Nobody was walking down and you heard it. And then like, you know, against the gates. So we've been getting in the shows that I've been doing direct voice phenomenon where the whole crew hears it. And majority of the time it's actually captured on our mics, you know? So the question is why, you know, how is this now starting to be heard rather than just an electronic voice phenomenon? I don't, I don't fully understand, but, you know, you will hear spirits crying, you'll hear them get upset. We were filming Help My House is Haunted, and we're in one of the rooms, and I'm trying to call out to the father and, and these girls, uh, the girl that died and he lost. And all of a sudden, we hear someone outside. And like, oh, it's just somebody outside. And I'm like, all right, well, I play back the audio, and the voice outside was saying, it was two girls saying, help us find our father, Chris. Oh, help us find our father. They weren't in the house. They were outside, but it was direct voice phenomenon. Sometimes we have sticks. So I've learned that guys, if we hear something outside or something like that, don't just assume it's people outside. Sometimes it could be direct voice phenomenon. And when they play it back, I'm like, Oh my God, and it's in the episode. And I go, here's, it's not just one daughter, it's two daughters trying to be reunited with this father. And then we were able to reunite them. So, For me it's like okay what's the problem tell me what's the problem spirit why are you angry what are you emotionally upset about even negative entities demonic entities sometimes will be that way too you know i hate you like this you know okay just relax what is really going on why do you do this you know what is it okay you were kicked out of heaven or you were you know you can't go back into the light this and that or you know or someone higher up is telling you to do this and you hate doing it you gotta appease them if you don't you get tortured or whatever it's all different stuff. So you find out this, you find out what the problem is and try to come up with a solution. You know?
1: Definitely.
3: Well, and that Definitely. even, cause you're talking about, you <laughs> <laughs> you're hearing about like talking about, you know, a lot of people hearing something and especially just hearing um, when you were in the Edinburgh vaults, you said it was a collective experience and that's really, you know, really exciting that it's a collective experience. Is it so rare or maybe is it happening more often that many people can hear something or many can see it? Because I, for me, I don't even think I trust that I hear or see it unless somebody next to me can say, yeah, I heard that too. So am I just spoiled that I hang out in places that are really haunted with other people that can see things or hear things or is it so, you know, or is it not that unusual that, you know, multiple people can share that experience?
2: Well, see, here's what's tough. I mean, I've been having experiences my whole life and things tend to happen frequently. Um, most likely because of what I've gone through and spirits know that. So if someone else might go in there, nothing happens. I go in there and something happens. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying that in an egotistical way. I'm just telling you, you know, if something goes in there and, and it does, if I go in there and nothing happens, then I'm confused. <laughs> you know, I'm like, usually stuff happens. Why isn't something, ha- oh, they're hiding. You're being told not to say anything, aren't you? And then we get going to be quiet. You get EVPs saying like, shh, quiet. You're like, okay, you guys, like I said, you know, you're not supposed to talk to me, and you're you're being quiet because you know you're here. We even had these negative impish type creatures like shh, don't say anything because he'll feel us, he'll know we're here. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys don't realize we're capturing you talking about it on our recorders. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, and even spirits will say, you know, get them out. And here's the thing: I try to tell people is when you get EVPs of spirits or even on the spirit box or whatever, and something says get out. Understand, it's not always you they're telling to get out. Oh, Sometimes it's negative spirits that are also there that followed someone oh. with you in there. Mm. And they're saying, get out. Because what I will do is what I've learned. And sorry, I've still got all this cat hair all over me. Is um, I said, okay, who are you talking to? Are you saying us get out? No. Okay. Who huh. or what? The monsters, the devils, imps, whatever they'll say. The man, okay, who's the man? He's bad. Okay, where'd he come from? Was he with us? No. Okay, so you're dealing with something in this house, which is probably why you're upset. People are blaming it on you, but it's actually this man that's doing it. You know, you get to the bottom of it. But here's the thing is when you're dealing with the unknown, the unexplained, and you're not very experienced, you're gonna jump to conclusions. And I tell people, don't jump to conclusions. Don't always assume. I was in the mortgage business 13 years. Okay, what does it have to do with what I'm going to say? I would go to my processor. Everything okay? yeah, everything's fine. I go, don't assume everything's fine on this on this thing. If there's a problem, double-check everything. Never assume before it goes to closing, and then there's going to be a problem in the closing that we could have avoided because we just assume everything's going to be fine or taken care of. Always double-check. The appraisal's not there or something's not there, and you just don't assume it's going to be there. Make sure, okay? Same things when you're dealing with the spirits. If they're saying get out or doing something, don't assume it's because you're there and it's telling you to get out. You ask the right questions. So you have to ask the questions and that just comes, you know, it comes with experience, but it also comes with, you know, an expanding knowledge. If you understand there's more to than this, this, this little picture, and there could be various reasons why they're saying those things. So, and it's interesting when you go down that rabbit hole and then a whole narrative is developed from the communication with these spirits You're like, Oh my God, you know, this is new. This is different. This is cool. But can they lie? Sure, they can lie. But the one thing that I tell people is to get them not to lie is you ask the same question over and over. And then you demand that they tell the tell the truth. Because when you start to demand and you come from an intent that is connected to the light or or if you believe in angels, whatever else is, listen, I know you're like, we were at Stanley Hotel, all right? And we kept getting help in room 200 and something. I can't remember. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't feel there's anything negative here, you know, like in a way where you need help. I said, you don't need help. You're lying. Do you need help? Yes. Help. I said, no, nah, you don't need help. You're lying. And then I said, you're pretending to need help because you're a negative entity that wants to kind of attach itself to somebody. And I play it back and goes, fuck you. Right. So, <laughs> wow. Someone needed help wouldn't say something like that, you know, and then you exposed it. Yeah. So what I did is I kept asking because they knew it was lying. it's just trying to be manipulative. We know people that can be that way too, right? Well, they're just people. So sometimes you have to be careful because they're in this other realm where we can't see them. And they're like, hey, I'm going to mess with this guy. Just watch. I learned that doing the Ouija board. You know, can we come into your house? Sure, come into my house. Next thing you know, we got these things all over our house. Negative stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm the son of Satan. Oh, really? Your son of, Oh my God, we're talking to the son of Satan. No, it wasn't the son of Satan. It was just some entity pretending to be. So the thing is, is that You have to cross-examine some of these spirits that you're talking to. And if you have discernment of spirit or spirit of discernment, you can detect you're not telling the truth or you're a man or you're a woman. You're not really a child. Uh, You're an entity. So you use your discernment to figure out is this spirit actually who it says it is
0: i really like that that comparison and what you just said with the with the counselor too because i'm thinking of all the different myriad of like counselors there are for all sorts of issues and Mm -hmm. you know certainly certainly dealing with certain sect you know portions of of like you'd be you'd be real life but you'd be doing the same thing you'd be having to ask the right questions and whatnot um Right. Something that you said earlier, and I just had a quick question of: you said that d- the direct voice phenomena was like in- increasing. You're noticing more.
2: Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. More and
0: more, like over over the course of like a year or five. In years, the or? Investigations
2: that I've been doing more and more. I mean, when we did uh, uh, Haunted Scotland, every location we had a direct voice phenomenon, and sometimes it was several times. And like this wow. is insane.
0: Have you yeah. have you wondered like like talk to anybody else? Like are other are other people experiencing the same thing like
2: the whole production crew. The whole production crew would experience it and my teammates, we'd all hear it. Yeah. 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 And and it's like, you know, but some of the places we go to, oh yeah, they've heard phenomena before, but not as frequently. And then when we did help my house is haunted, we were having, you know, a couple times we had it happen too. And it's extraordinary. Now it gets to you hear something like, oh, here we go again. We just heard some. You know, but I hear it in my house, too. I mean, I just caught in my camera. It was like uh, three, four days ago. Uh, I remember I watched my camera and I went to bed. And, um, oh, my God, my cat is unbelievable. Why? 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 I, all day today, you've done nothing. But right now, you want got all this attention. Can't I, I, I can't believe this. Unbelievable. But uh, I went to bed about 12 o'clock. And at 1234... There's this like, I thought I heard like my cat scream, okay, but when you listen to the audio, it's not a cat scream. You hear this like, shh, like that, and you think it might be a breath, but when you listen to it amplified, it's not. And then a voice says something. So it was creating somehow that sound in my consciousness or whatever to mess with me because I woke up, oh my god, my cat's screaming. It's got to be in panic. Yeah. And I realized, wait a minute, this has happened before. And I said, okay, I thought I just heard my cat doing this. Uh, Alexa, what time is it? It says, what time? And I acknowledged, so that's recorded on my camera, what happened. And the next morning I watched it and I realized, oh my God, there was some voices there uh, talking. So it's negative stuff will sometimes mess with you. When you do the type of work that myself and many other people do, and you help people and you go to locations, remove stuff, and you help people are dealing with attachments you will have stuff just like a gang's like, Hey, you came to our territory. We're not coming to your territory. Right. You know? And then we got this EVP last year, October at the Bannockburn house in Scotland. And the EVP says, all of us are coming after you. And it's on the show. Wow. And it's like, you listen to it and you're like, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I know what that means. When they say all of us are coming after you, that means they're, they're telling everybody yeah. go after them enough is enough. Right. Yeah. So I had a lot of stuff happen after i came back home just all three of my cats got sick i went up to 10,000 dollars of care credit for all the medical bills for them i got sick as well things started breaking around the house my mom had something happen and just and i'm like oh my god this is crazy okay they're they're doing all this they're causing all so i got an infestation in my house of mice Caught over 30 mice within 1 month wow and pest controlers says they they said they've never seen anything this bad uh, with an infestation and i'm like oh yeah great yeah okay well you know, now I know why. So that happens at times. So the thing is, well, well, can't you just get rid of it? You realize when you have an army coming after you, you can get rid of individuals here and there. You can't get rid of everything. So one of the things that they do is they try to disturb your sleep. So when you get into a deep sleep, they'll know when your frequency is into a deep sleep, they'll wake you up. And they'll wake you up again, so you don't get enough, so you have a bad day the next day. And they continue to do that to wear you down. It's one of the early stages. When you talk to a demonologist and when you deal with exorcisms, one of the earliest stages they do is they try to wear you down and make you tired. Okay. And one of the biggest things is disturbing your sleep. And then they go to the next level, the next level, the next level. I'm aware of it. I'll sit up and I'll go, okay, I heard you. I know what you just did. Knock it off. you know. And usually they do it in threes. Cause that's like mocking the Holy Trinity. They'll do it three times within one night. So I've got recordings where it's happened and I watch the recording up. Oh, there it is. Or sometimes, Oh wow. There's nothing there. So they must've done it psychologically, you know, consciously when I was sure. in my dream state, you know, but then I've had people over, they've heard something too. And they've woken up, you know, like what the hell was that in your house last night? I go, yeah, you heard it too. Huh? Yeah. So happens.
1: Do you think uh, as technology moves forward, we're going to be able to get more and more of these things like, uh recorded whereas you know like 10 20 years ago we didn't have the same technology like do you think that is to account for some of the the increase in frequency or do you think that just there's more activity in general
2: uh well we do know there's an increase in activity i had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday Uh, he moved from new york back to milwaukee uh to spend some time with his mom and she's having stuff going on in the house Mm -hmm. and uh I've talked to some of my other friends that are investigators and even my friend who works for the Roman Catholic church, that they have an increase in attachments and possessions. So we're having this happen. The question is, is it because many of us have been doing the paranormal? Are we making the layer thin? Or is it our technology that is going not only through our dimension of communications, 5G, everything else, is it crossing into other dimensions? Is it going huh. further? Obviously, it goes when you talk about the electromagnetic spectrum, right? Okay. We see 10% of that. And we don't see the other 90% visually. It's there unless we use X rays, infrared, ultraviolet, but still we're not going to be able to see every single thing. Okay. So when we have technology that's going further and further into that spectrum and filling up that spectrum, it's obviously going to affect whatever's in that spectrum. Yeah. I mean, irritate it, make it aggravated. And that can cause also with some of our technology, it could be loosening that veil. It could be opening it up or making it, the energies is there and it's, you know, like magnets and it's starting to make us see and affect stuff more like doorways. Who knows? You know, I don't know what they would call it, but it's quite possible. So we do know there's an increase uh, of paranormal activity, more and more people experiencing things. Is it a good thing? It might not be, who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not the first one to, to make that correlation with like 5g, it's a previously, for the most right. part, unused frequency. And as technology does move forward, we're using more and more of these frequency bands. And then, you know, it's not just paranormal stuff that they're saying is with 5G, but like there's all kinds of like mind control and stuff that, you know, some people are saying like it's, it's very much unprovable or maybe I, I don't really know. It's sort of unexplored territory, but it is interesting to note that, you know, you're not the first person to say specifically like the 5G technology being utilized is sort of causing some of these things to happen.
2: Right. Well, the other thing too, is like you were saying is like, for example, you take a look at our our cell phones now, okay? Is the microphones on there are more sensitive than what they used to be. And we're getting some amazing EVPs just on our cell phones with the microphones, whether it's on your video. Like when I've shot videos, okay? Like what happened to like when we're filming, if something happens, and the crew's not there they're in a different room somewhere else we'll grab our cell phones and we'll start filming okay until the crew gets there sure because it's it's on the fly you call it on the fly well i've captured evps on my cell phone while we're filming because i'll go back huh. and listen to it i said oh my god plus my house cameras i've caught evps and i'll listen to it and they said chris is home right or said oh he's coming upstairs Hurry. I'm like, what the fuck's in my house? You know, what are you doing upstairs? <laughs> it's a party. You know? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's scary, right? Um, so it's you capture that. The technology is now being able to hear those things. So, yeah, we're having advancements that's allowing us to. And it's just a matter of time. Now, I've been working with different forms of cameras and capturing spiritual energies that move around the house. You know, we're not talking about dust. In, in, and, of course, I've been capturing dust, and I've been also been capturing bugs, so you have a comparison. Um, but I have this theory, which I'm testing, and I've been using various types of night vision cameras and security cameras And doing so. Okay. The one camera I want to get in, in um, talking to Brian Murray, who was on Ghost Hunters, I mean, it's like six, $7,000, you know? So I want to put together the research I have and then see if I can get funding to get one of those cameras to do it further. And then Obviously there's an experiment that I'm doing that I'm going to write a report about, and I want to uh, go further with it, with this camera to prove something um, basically proving that we can, we can film the soul, which I believe oh. we can. Okay. Cause I've captured stuff sure. that is the soul. And, but I believe I gotta go further into that spectrum and there's technology that does that, that I need access to, to uh, validate that theory. And then eventually, Create a camera that can fully capture it in a software program that not only detects it visually, but then the computer software can detect other frequencies involved with it. So, but that's like lots of money. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for 2023. I've been collecting the data and uh, it's fascinating because I've shown it to some people like, oh, my God. I said, I know, right?
1: Well, I know I just... If, if you get there, we'd love to also have you back on to discuss your findings and to show any. <laughs> oh, no, you thank you. Found. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, I did it. You know, it's funny. I did an episode of Fright Club uh, with uh, Jack Osborne and the uh, Ghost Brothers. And I've done like five episodes of that show. And, I, and I, it's it's fun, it's fascinating. I remember the first episode I did, I had no idea what I was doing. And I said, that. I said Oh, you're going to be on the show? You're going to talk about a video clip. Okay, cool. And all of a sudden, the, the screen pops up and there's Jack Osborne and the ghost brothers. And they never told me, I'm like, well, Hey, Chris, I'm like, what's going on? They go, what do you think about this? I haven't, I don't know. I just, I, what are we doing? You know, that was the first time, right. You didn't even know who was going to be on the show with you, but uh, I've watched various clips that they've sent me and some like, Oh, that's fake. You know, I don't want to talk about that. And then in some clips they've sent me, it's like, Oh my God, this is an incredible capture. And it's made me think that, you know, and I want to do further research on this. Because our technology is capturing some of these things. And, you know, I get people that send me videos all the time. And just my one uh, previous uh, mortgage, when I was in the mortgage business, she was my processor. She was, I got, oh my gosh, it's the last two days. She's like, you got to watch this video. got to watch this. I got to send you this video. You gotta, oh my God, please. Come on. I got so many videos. My girlfriend says she, please, she caught a ghost and this and that. I said, all right, send it to me. I'm like, all you see is this oval shape thing go like this, Right. I knew what it was. What was it? Because I've caught it what on my it? cameras. Spider. Oh, because oh. what happens is it's it spiders out of focus, right? <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, their legs will not show. The IR washes it out. You don't even see their legs. All you see is the body. But I can tell by the movement, it's the spider because it's going like this, and then it kind of speeds up, right? Yeah. So I've caught that on my garage cameras and my outdoor cameras, and I had a camera in the basement. I caught the same thing. So I've kept those clips, and. I can tell the difference, right? So I'm like, you know, sadly, that's just a spider. Well, you know, tell her to look at other other footage, you know, you'll probably see it again. And the thing is that we know is, is okay, I know, I know. Um, IR cameras emit a very low grade sense of heat, okay? That we don't normally detect, but bugs do. So the spider builds a web around the IR cameras Because as you know, bugs fly near it at nighttime and they get caught in the web. So the spider's like, it's perfect trap. That's why they will always build webs around the camera. So you have to monthly, every couple of weeks, clear the webs off your night vision cameras because spiders will put nests around there, you know, and it's, it's very simple. Now we've caught some anomalies. It looks like flying fish, you know, flying pieces of rice. Uh, and, but they'll go through stuff. They'll go through the walls and they'll move very quickly. And sometimes they'll, they'll slow down and then they'll go 90 degrees the opposite way. And you're like, okay, that's not a bug. It's not a spider. That's what we're looking for. And plus it doesn't cast a shadow. Hmm. Sometimes a spider, depending upon where it is, if it's closer to the ground, will cast a shadow. And then bugs, when they'll fly, you'll see their shadow. These things don't cast any shadow either. So it's extraordinary. So I've been collecting this data since uh, 2003 when I was using old cassette tapes. And there's a couple differences between these anomalies. When we did Help My House is Haunted Sandy Lactair in France, she says her and John label these things as X1 matter because she doesn't like calling them orbs, right? Because orbs has a negative connotation. It's yeah. just dust. Yeah. So he called it X1 matter. I said, why do you call X1 matter? She goes, because it's an unknown. I said, oh, that's brilliant. Oh. It's brilliant. You know, so sometimes I'll call it X1 matter. I'll just call it anomaly. And I think we need to do way more research in that. The problem is, is that you've had some people come out and say, but they've done a great job. It's rain, it's bugs, it's dust. And that's all it is. No, you're missing. Remember, you're talking about a spectrum that we're just scratching the surface. It's like in, you've all seen the pictures and the illustrations of an iceberg, right? You see the tip of the iceberg and then underwater, you see this gigantic thing. Same thing. We're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. There's a whole other realm that we're not seeing, and we don't have all the technology. So for you to say it's all bugs, dust, water droplets, and everything else, you're only at the tip of the iceberg, my friend. Yeah. All right? Plus, I have a degree in fine art. And anybody that's a photographer that has studied photography, look at the very first photograph from, what was it, like the, the late 1800s. It's all blurry, just like a black glob. Right. And then the next one's a little bit finer and as it got better, it got finer and finer to start getting details. Right. And you look at the photographs we have today compared to them. You're seeing much more that's there in front of you in the environment. It's the same thing. We're outside our visual spectrum. The technology is seeing just a little bit, but yet there's more. You look at the army intelligence and military great cameras that they have in some of the stories where they've seen these creatures come out of portals and they've caught them on their cameras we don't have that technology in the paranormal because that's like thousands or if not millions of dollars oh, yeah. that they have. And they're able to see further into the electromagnetic field than we are. So I tell paranormal investigators, don't refute. Every time you see something on there, it's just doesn't that look, you need to look closely. Like someone said to me, he's like, Chris, I throw down 10, $100 bills and you pick up five of them and they're all counterfeit. Are you going to go pick up the other five? He goes, half the people are like, now yeah, they're probably all counterfeit, not even bother. But when you look at science, science is if you look at every single detail. So you go look at the other five and you may get one that's a real hundred dollar bill, one out of the 10. So does that mean that all of them are fake? No, just nine of them were and you have the one. Well, if we're going into another dimension, we're viewing something and we got just one, that's enough. Yeah. That's and great. then you get that again and again and again, it tells us something. You look at anthropologists and you know geologists and stuff when they look for dinosaur bones. They know they walk all across. We can walk past these rocks and not even notice anything. They're like, oh, oh my, god, look at that. And there's a fossil. That is a fossil from 20,000 years ago of like, I didn't know that. It looks just all rocks to me. That's my point, man. If you're a paranormal event, and I love people say, oh, it's just dust bugs. I say, wow, you are so unexperienced. It's just like, yeah. You, you have not really spent the time it's either laziness, egotistical, or you have an assumption and you're going to stick with that assumption. So the thing is, is to really make this a science and to be thorough is you have to look at all the data, look at all the details. When you recognize something, just don't assume it's something else. Pay attention to it, monitor it and collect that data to see if it's different than something else. And it's just it's it's years of practice and work. And there's other investigators that I work with that are in the same mentality. And then some, they're just stubborn. Like, I don't even pay attention to all that. I don't even do that. Well, then you're just scratching the surface Then you're yeah. a paranormal investigator. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's all you're ever going to be. And if that's all you want, that's fine. But you look at, you know, some of the greatest paranormal investigators and, and parapsychologists that have uncovered some amazing stuff. And that's what I like, finding new discoveries, you know, that's, what's great about this.
1: Yeah. One of the things you mentioned that really strikes a chord with me is like I often wonder, what I mean. I we know that the government has technology to study oh electromagnetism. God, yeah. There's that whole uh, Harp project in Alaska that they yeah, that they shut that. down. I don't know about
2: that since the 80s. Yeah,
1: but for <laughs> many years, nobody really knew what they were doing up there. And, and you know, they do have a history of studying some of the paranormal things and some of the spiritual things. Whether you know, we don't know what they're doing now, but some of the
2: things that you know why they originally did Harp.
1: I, I mean, I, there's so many mixed reasons why people say, but it was to tamper with the ion- ionosphere, maybe weather control, all these crazy things, but... Um,
2: that was I one part of it. The other thing was for them to basically do an X-ray and find all underground facilities on our planet.
1: That would make sense. Oh. That would totally, it would have the capability of doing that.
2: Correct. It, ha- it, has just- it was basically to X-ray the entire planet or various parts of the planet to detect things that are underground, such as other bases of extraterrestrials and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, all I know is, you know, there's something like a billion dollars went into developing that site. That makes you wonder, like, what else is going uh, on? Of you course. Know, what, you know, through the Freedom of Information Act, we know like the government has studied things like twins and stuff like that, and the and the, you know, the psychic powers behind there. Like, what what do they got going on now? We really don't. We really
2: don't know, so. We don't know. No, I know. Maybe, it's all going back to the 80s, yeah, 70s, whatever. You look at the gateway analysis. Now,
1: maybe 50, 60 years from now, we might get some more disclosure about what's happening or right of course. now.
2: Yeah. So that's You look at the gateway analysis that's on the CA website, and uh, I've done the gateway program. I've spoken to Lynn Buchanan. I was actually at his house in 2006. We didn't talk about it then. He talked about certain stuff that I didn't understand at the time that I do now that I'm like, oh my God, you know. Um, But you look at Joe McGonigal, who went through the Gateway Analysis program with Robert Monroe. Uh, But if you look on the CIA website, just Google Gateway Analysis. Uh Okay. It'll pop up on the very first page. Click on the CIA link. Read that. It's 30 pages. It's hard to digest because it's talking about various quantum physics and science and understanding the soul and the creator, which they call the absolute. And basically army intelligence is telling you that in 1983, they completed a study with Robert Monroe in sending army personnel in training to leave their bodies, to higher consciousness where they would meditate and go through this program to leave their bodies and go to other dimensions and going in other dimensions with their spirit, with their soul. They came in contact with various realms. And then they basically validate and support that there is a creator an infinite intelligence that creates us. And when we die, we go back to this creator and everything's uploaded. They briefly mentioned that there are other dimensions and locations, but to stay focused on our our objective, we're not going to talk about that. That would have to be in other studies, which means they've probably done other studies, which we haven't seen. But if you look at the summary, it's interesting. And just one part of the summary, it's mentioned earlier on, but one summary, it says during this process, doing the gateway you must remember to basically protect yourself from other uh, non-incarnate, non-human entities huh. that you will come in contact with. Okay, ethereal oh, wow. type entities. It's well, terrifying. Could be talking about demons. Wow. Yeah. But when you when you read some of Robert Monroe's books, people don't understand. Robert Monroe had an experience, I believe, in the fifties, late fifties, where he had an out-of-body experience, and it just shook him to the core. He's like, "Oh my God." there is like a soul and this and that. So what he did is he did a scientific study is he documented every single time he tried to replicate that. Okay. Scientific experiments. Right. And he recorded it and documented ones that were successful and ones that weren't, he did this over like a decade. And then after the decade, he put together a program in the seventies and how to induce this with others so that others could you know, replicate that experiment. During this time, he found that there are parasitic-type entities that would attach themselves to him at times when he would come back. No different than us picking up a virus, a bacteria, a cold, or, you know, you go through a swamp, next thing you got leeches all over your legs. Right. You're going into these other dimensions where these parasitic entities exist. People say, oh, there's no such thing. What do you mean? They've done scientific experiments, you know? Yeah. Talk about the scientific method. They have all the data. <laughs> You know, and, and Army Intelligence even makes a brief summary of it oh, from 1983.
1: Man. I feel like I could talk to you about this all day. <laughs>
2: of course. So the thing is, is that when we talk about attachments, people have mental disorders and stuff like that. There are times that they do have some type of parasitic entity, whether it's just a parasite or it is some type of spiritual entity. You know, it's yet to be determined. But you look at uh, uh, Dr. Terrence. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot his name. I apologize. He just passed away. uh Earlier this year from COVID. And I just interviewed Andrew Porter, who is one of the mediums that worked with them. They've done over two, three thousand uh different studies with people that have had attachments, working with other psychologists and stuff like that, in removing entities that are attached to people that are affecting their psychological profile or their mental state. So when you take a look at mental disorders and stuff like that. There is, they believe, about 80% of those individuals have some type of entity or something that's attached to them. So when you're doing the paranormal, it's more than just ghosts, is what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because you're dealing with the unknown. You're at the tip of the iceberg, yet there's something down there that there's so much other that exists. And it is completely logical to accept that and understand that that exists because Bacteria, viruses, funguses exist all over us, you know, within our foods, in the air we breathe, on the ground, on the kitchen sink, on the toilet, wherever you want to go. Why would something similar not exist in between dimensions? You know.
1: It's like the most interesting thing that I love to talk about, and that's why we started the show. (laughs) I'll say that.
2: (laughs) There was a video I saw. Uh, over a decade ago. And it got removed and I've been trying to find it. That there was a report done, it was leaked information that uh, some of the NASA astronauts when they were coming back from space were having major problems and they weren't themselves. And they found out that there was a parasitic entity that was attached to them. And they went and they explained in this video, in this report, that it was an energetic type parasite That would attach on the back of their brain stem and i forgot what part of the brain that it would attach to and then what it would do is just feed off of them which is very similar to parasites that we have here you know and i've seen i've watched the videos of parasites attached to entities or even bugs and stuff like that that are completely dead but yet the parasites keeping it alive yeah and i'm sitting there going oh my god so when they were out in space somehow they came in contact with this energetic thing that's floating around well you got bacteria and stuff and viruses, you know, floating around in water. I mean, there's even this parasite in one of the countries in South America that people, when they go fishing, they have to be careful to go in the water. This parasite will go in the urethra, you know, and get inside them. They have to cut themselves. And then once it's inside you, they're, they're done. You know, you can't get it out. Right. So imagine in space, they're coming in contact with some of these things, not realizing it until they do and they, they said they, one way to detach it was some type of frequencies. They use some frequency that would freak out oh, the wow. parasite and make it detach to try to get away from that frequency, which makes sense. So yeah, I would love to find that report and that study that was done in the information, was released, but it, I can't find anywhere now, but I remember over 10 years if ago, find it, please it I was like, Oh my God, it was, ta- it was talking about the astronauts too, that had it happen to them. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Astronauts. It's funny because here, here are some people who, you know, have been debriefed on what to say and what not to say. And yet, Every course. so often they'll they'll leak something. Uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, Lance Armstrong said that uh, we had a base on Mars once inadvertently.
2: Uh, well, so did Will Philip Corso, Corso and Day after Roswell wrote the book, which has never been refuted. Nobody has debunked or refuted what he said in that book. Day after Roswell, he says we want to go back to to the moon and put a base on there. But guess what? There's already a base there. That's why we can't go back there. Yes, that's why no one's really exactly gone back to the moon is because. There's, there's a civilization that's already on there of a different alien race that's been watching us. Oh, Anybody yeah. doesn't believe it, go read the book, Day After Roswell. Philip Corso worked in the Pentagon. He was in the foreign technology division. I've heard of that. You one. try to prove him wrong. Try <laughs> to prove him wrong. You can't. <laughs> it's, it's always so <laughs> you know? crazy, too. When- so you got to accept it. I'm sorry. You got to accept yeah. it. Whether you believe it or not, too bad. You got to accept it okay it's, it's Did so,
0: anybody else's reading list just get like exponentially longer I'm there's been like studies and now back. there's another book like i'm taking notes
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it's you know this stuff's all fascinated me since the 90s you know and uh i've met some of these people um and i've gone to their homes they showed me stuff i mean i remember you know i had I, 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 what got you know, hooked in the 90s much about it but Pardon me?
1: Uh, what well, got you hooked in the 90s, just out of curiosity?
2: Well, the first thing that really got me was I remember in '93, um, my mom says, I want you to read this book. I go, What? She goes, It's it's by Betty Edie. It's called Embraced by the Light. You know, she died and went to heaven and came back. I'm like, I don't know, whatever. You know, at that time, I was right out of college and, you know, figuring stuff out. But I remember, I'll never forget. I mean, I remember Sunny and, uh, I had nothing to do that day. And I, I just picked up the book. I sat on my bed. And I opened up to the middle of it. And I said, I'll just read a page. And I started reading the page and I was completely engrossed in it. I read from the middle of the book to the end. I said, Oh my God, I got to figure out how this started. So I went back to the book <laughs> and read the whole thing. And I broke down crying going "Oh my!" because there were certain things she said in there that I had happened to me when I was younger. And I'm reading this going, Oh my God, Oh my, my God. And that's where I realized I'm not the only one that's had experiences other people have. So after that, I was really like, okay, I want to know what other people are having happen to them. And then when I, you know, when the internet came out and everything, I was able to track some of these people down. I was talking to people in Australia. I was talking to some military people. I remember I called up, God, I forgot his name. I talked about alien abductions. It was like 90, it was like we were on the phone for like two, three hours. And he was this doctor and scientist and we were on the phone, you know, and And it was just, it was fascinating the stuff he was saying, the stuff we were sharing. So I was always learning from some of these individuals. And I remember 2006, uh, Pamela Heath, uh, she was a parapsychologist. I think she retired, and she says, "Hey, Lynn Buchanan, who he came in after the Stargate project was involved in remote viewing, and he wrote a great book called The Seventh Sense. You want to read something? Read The Seventh Sense. And we all talk about the sixth sense. Well, there's a seventh sense, okay? And he writes about it, which the remote viewers discovered." Fascinating. He want, He's never worked with psychics before, so he wants to know if you'd like to come to his home in Albuquerque, New Mexico for three, four days for a workshop and he would like to train you with remote viewing and see how you, how quickly we react compared to Army personnel that he trained over many years. I said, sure, that'd be great. It was mind blowing. Wow. We were doing what took usually six months to 12 or 18 months we were doing it in a day or two Wow! What they were doing just because we already had that connection with consciousness. And that was the thing, but he shared with us certain things and I know I can't share everything. Uh, I couldn't wrap my brain around some of the stuff and he shared with us. I'm like, Oh, come on. You know, I mean, you know, whatever now, you know, we're talking about what 16 years ago or so I've had some of those experiences. I know exactly what he's talking about. I'm like, Oh shit. This guy, what this guy knows is above and beyond anything in the paranormal that we know. I mean, they know about the dimensions. They know about the aliens. They know about time and space, time travel, you name it. But uh, he showed me, I'm just going to say, he showed me this module. Okay. I'm looking at this module. I goes, what's this? He goes, a time traveler gave this to us. What? Come on. And you look at this module, you know how we have the module of the planets that all go around each other, right? Mm -hmm. We knew about in school. Here is a module of the different dimensions, rings showing the different dimensions around ours, which we're we're kind of like an onion. We're kind of in the middle, uh, almost in the center, but kind of in the middle. And there's other dimensions within our dimension, and there's dimensions outside our dimension. Here was the future us that already figured it all out, knows all about it. And it's part of their, their normal part of their science. Okay. Which we have not been told publicly yet. And here is a module describing it. And I'm sitting there looking at this and you spin it and it spins all the different dimensions around the other dimensions. And I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, they were able to access military was able to access certain parts of these dimensions, but these time travelers, I forget exactly what year he said, but they came and he described what their life was like. He said that everybody wore the same thing because it got to a point where there was some big cataclysm, financial crisis, this and that. And it got to a point where instead of greed and money like took over in the future, which we're kind of seeing, is that he said he can't do it anymore because it was destroying not only the planet, but it was destroying humanity to where now everybody was wearing the same thing and food was all grown for everybody. So everybody ate, everybody was equal pretty much. So everybody had support. So what they did is they spent all money and time in the betterment of humanity because it was this big cataclysm where a lot of people died and they said, all right, enough is enough for us to survive. We all have to work together. And they did all countries worked together. It became one just big world thing and they had different areas, but it was all big one thing that helped one another. So instead of every country just occasionally sending money when there was a catastrophe, every country was, was support, supporting every country, okay? It's fascinating. But they came, met with some of the army personnel and they showed them what the future was like and they warned them that there were certain timelines they had to try to avoid. But this module, going back to the module, I'm yeah. sitting there and I wish, I wanted to, I couldn't take a picture of it Anything would we'll let us do that, but I wish I would have kind of drawn it after I saw that to try to remember it, you know?
1: Also uh, uh, on that note, we have a listener named Jamie Lynn Keller, who said, I love Chris's artwork of the known and unknown. So you got an admirer of your art.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much. Jamie Lynn. That is Go ahead, Kara.
3: And I was going to say, we're getting, unfortunately, to the end of our hour. It's just flying by. Um, I could just listen all night. Um, So many questions, but we won't get to them. We talked about so much. Um, No, I just wanted to make sure that we get in. Um, We're going to post the link to your GoFundMe. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners know. um, Chris hurt his neck in a car accident in 2010. And there's hope for some treatments coming up. And there's a GoFundMe that we'll post with the link. Um, You know, definitely.
2: Another CT scan this Friday. Uh, I saw a surgeon last week. Um, I originally was just going to go get the stem cells, but my other doctor, because I'm at stage four now, it's gotten worse and I'm dealing with constant pain daily, but they want to go in to try to remove some of the bones and stenosis before I get the stem cells. But now we're finding some other problems, so I'm getting a CT scan on Friday. So yeah, it's just- uh, We'll be happy to help you out
1: and share that link. Hopefully some of our listeners can- Yeah. No, thank
2: you. Yeah. it was—it's like twelve grand to get the stem cell treatments, which my insurance won't cover. You know, I've got just enough to do this whatever my insurance doesn't cover for the surgeries and everything. With the stem cells, it's like twelve grand because they're going to do the brain stem, they're going to do the entire neck and a couple areas in my spine. So I'm at seven thousand, I think, so far. So I'm close. That's great. But no, thank you. <laughs> and it's like, if people understand, well, wait, you, do, you don't You do make much doing TV, but I've been dealing with this, you know, since 2009 was the car accident. I spent over $150,000 oh. to understand this. My own pocket in medical bills since then, treatments, therapies, everything tapped out. So, you know, this is like the last straw. Let's put it to you that way. That, Step themselves, uh... this thing's the last straw.
1: Jamie Lynn Keller, the person who gave you that compliment, said, I've donated and I have neurological disorder myself, That I spoke with with him on, in Janesville. I wish him nothing but positive vibes and healing. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That's really thank nice. You. Really, really nice. Yeah, my
2: friend Shannon had some, I just spoke to her yesterday again to see how she's doing. About a year ago, she had stem cells for her neck and she says she's got some other problem with her back now, but her neck's completely fine. She hasn't had any oh, pain God. since she had it's the stem great. cells. Oh, my like." And she had stenosis, too, severe stenosis. So,
1: you know. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's so hopeful to hear that. That's You want to hear that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Chris, I know personally, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, and I know we touched on a lot of topics.
2: Yeah, I I go all over the place. I I think I could uh,
1: speak for the team where... (laughs) If I'm, if I'm, let me know if I'm stepping out of bounds here, Karen, Jenny. But I think we would love to have them for a follow up episode in the future. Any sure. day. Yeah.
0: Any Absolutely. day. I loved it. I loved how it went all over the place. I'm I'm oh, thrilled thanks. with
1: it. Yeah. Maybe uh, if you're not doing anything more. <laughs> in the spring, summer, uh, we'll, we'd be happy to have you back on and see what kind of progress we made. I, I know that generally with our audience, we'll usually latch onto, yeah. you know, a few different concepts that they like about our show and then they have questions. So maybe we'll take what we've heard tonight and, uh, ask for some elaboration in the future, if that's cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. Just write down your questions and what we'll try to do is just focus on those questions. I've got, uh, I know I've been behind on my own podcast with everything else going on, but, uh, I, I got a podcast on plant medicine and ayahuasca cause I went and did that in February. Oh, oh
1: cool.
2: And, um, I'll be releasing that this week. And it's an extended version. It's probably gonna be like two and a half hours instead of just one hour. We'll send us some links. You so we'll have to share it. Yeah, it's just Spirit Talk is the name of the podcast. It's on iTunes, also on YouTube, and PlanetParanormal.com. Plus, all streamers it gets streamed to, so you can look for it. But it'll be on all over my social media by the end of the week.
1: Wonderful. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Kara. Do you want to take us out? I was gonna
3: say, do we have any final thoughts? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do what Frank always says. Frank, what's your final thought?
1: You know, I I didn't know the extent of Chris's knowledge base before this, I knew only. A-
2: Most people don't. They just see me on TV yeah, for like I, was gonna say. I just saw you on TV, <laughs> and, I,
1: and I know just the tip of the iceberg of, of sort of your your knowledge. But I'd love, like I said, I, my first instinct here is I just love to have you back on at some point just to pick your brain a little bit more. I personally had a thesis on uh, space time, which we've talked about on oh, the show cool. before. So like a lot of the things that you mentioned are things that are just very personally interesting to me. Oh my by. god.
2: Yeah. Study, read the Gateway Analysis. I went back to 1997 while I was doing the Gateway Analysis and made contact with myself. Oh, wow. As crazy as that sounds, someone uh, would have told me that. I'd be like, yeah, sure you did. But when you, that's what it does. You, you can go through time. I'm
1: definitely going to look that up. I'm going to make it. Seriously. Uh,
2: and yeah, like- it speaks for itself, is what I'm saying. And then read Robert Monroe's books regarding the Gateway Analysis and his putting it together in his study and research. It'll blow your mind, man. I, and and I, I've replicated. I've done some of the stuff he's done and I can't believe it. My friends have too. They got freaked out and they're not doing it anymore. You know, <laughs>
1: Yeah. one of our biggest episodes that we've done recently was on uh, Time Traveler, uh, Mad Men Markham, uh, which you may oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know it's, it's sort of like a theoretical thing. And even if it's true or not true, what's important is it brings that awareness and it sort of sparks an interest into the science behind it. And that's, I think, what's more important than whether it's it, that particular story is real or
0: not. But that, that that counts as my final thought, Kara. I hope that's cool.
3: I think that was a solid final thought. Jenny?
0: Yes, I do. I have. Uh, I just want to run the names by, again, just to make sure I have them down right, the day after Roswell and the Seven Cents, right? Those were the two. Yeah,
2: Seven Cents by Linda Cannon and okay. Philip, uh, Philip Corso, the day after Roswell.
0: Yeah, and I'm also yeah. querying about um, about your art and whatnot. Is that like on your on your social media? Is that what's happening?
2: Yeah, I, I have an Etsy store. Um, oh, okay. Chris, Chris Fleming artwork.
0: Nice. And then on my
2: social media, and I've done prints that I sell, and okay. some original work. I uh, love I got a, art. I have a degree in fine art. I got a bachelor's in fine yep. art, and I've been doing art since I was heard. a kid. But um, I just yeah, I love the last art. So I'm very
0: excited. Move. Very oh, excited to do all this research. Yeah for sure no, thank maybe you. a little extra excited about the art <laughs> All
2: right, well, enjoy it thank you very much appreciate it
3: all right and i have two final thoughts i am obsessed you posted tonight um on your facebook and probably other streams um just kind of talked about your bio there's the one i commented on i'm obsessed so i think if i can
2: was that the mother mary with... one
3: the yeah in the archway. Yeah.
2: way yeah i did Gorgeous. that because um i had an experience in ireland uh a little over a week ago uh with these soldiers and i said okay soldiers show me how you died what's going on all of a sudden i see mother mary i'm like what the heck is this so i did that while i was there uh to illustrate what i saw and that's the first time i've ever seen her my dad saw her when he was he was in the hospital once i I was like come on dad he's like he grabbed me says if i tell you i saw her i saw her so i saw her but realizing that in Ireland, they were very strong Catholics. And that was one of the prayer during that time period was for mother Mary. And I'm like, oh my God. That might,
3: so mm. there was no title on there and I grew up Catholic and that might be yeah, why I, yeah. I love that. Put that on the Etsy store. That's amazing. Um, So that, <laughs> and yeah. you know, if you're not doing anything on Saturday, I have an extra ticket to an investigation in a cemetery, oh, you know. You. <laughs> always love I, to hang out i'm with leaving you. in
2: one week back <laughs> to ireland and i have to fly out uh wednesday morning to michigan uh, to speak at ferris college because i speak at colleges and university oh, about life after death that's and awesome. i'm flying back the next day so i'm like and plus i'm Busy. working on the audio the video and i'm creating artwork for the season to illustrate some of the stories so nice. i'm she you were busy yeah. I'm, yeah, still, yeah. I'm exhausted I got so much to do before I leave otherwise I would love to attend and I appreciate that, that uh, offer.
1: one thing here <laughs> we got last thought from a uh, listener Jamie Lynn who's sure. been talking to us uh, tell Chris to give his fur babies extra love from us <laughs>
2: oh thank you I got four of them
1: <laughs> and then Chris we'll, we'll leave you with the, the last final thought if there's anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with
2: yeah the thing is is just you know use your discernment There's a lot of misinformation going out in in politics and it's all sense of who's gonna control. And you know what the control is all about It's not to really give leadership and to make things better. Unfortunately, a lot of it's just greed. It's just grifting and it's just trying to control the economy and the money that they get. Um, There are some good people out there, you know, but just be careful, there's a lot of facades And you have to look past that facade, but remember some of these people are trying to use your emotions, your hate, your anger or upset to control you and just don't let that happen. But there are some good people out there you just have to find who those people are. Unfortunately, we're in that time of corporate America that has just taken over and buying everything to control and manipulate the information. All right, people always blame the media. Well, look at the media, who owns that media? It's corporations, it's corporations that's doing this. And they're making profit. Look what happened with COVID. They made billions and billions of dollars and got all these tax cuts while people are still out of work and suffering. That's and not right.
1: Corporations are reporting record profits and mm-hmm. inflation's going crazy and people are not getting raises to reflect the inflation. I totally and agree when that. a
2: politician calls us human capital that we have to get all the human capital back to work, you can find that. I, I remember watching it live. I am watching this on, oh my God, we're called human capital? which means we're no different than cows or livestock or whatever, Mm -hmm. because when we work, they tax us and they make the money off it. That's how they pay for stuff that they do.
1: Commodity. And
2: Mm -hmm. we're a commodity. Yeah,
1: well said. And it's just
2: come to that point where that's how we're being treated. But there are some good people out there. I just don't want to be this negative conspiracy person, and I'm not going to get into conspiracies. But it's the reality. And when you look past that, you're like, oh, my God. Is this what we've become? So just be careful.
1: Well, thank you for coming on thank you from all of us and thank you thank on behalf you. of our listeners we'll, thank you we'll be in touch we'll post your links and if we have any questions from our listeners we'll be happy to forward those over to you
2: all right to thank all you guys thank you travel safely. travel safely travel right, thank to you all take care listeners. of yourself we hope
1: you have a great night and um we hope that you'll tune in next time and uh, hopefully you'll tune in when we have chris back on for a follow-up have a good night everybody. thanks for having
2: me everybody thanks, listeners. thanks. have a good night, night.
3: Bye. good night Bye.